Hello, everyone. Welcome back to On My Way to Two with me, Adam Peterson. It is a Monday when you're listening to this, ready to start a new week, best week ever with your students. And I thought what better way to do that than to bring on a guest who I believe is one of the best motivational speakers inspirational people out there we've known each other for a few years i'm not just saying that either he's an amazing (laughs) guy my friend jeff kozatek how are you i'm doing good and your your check is in the mail i'm gonna have to add something to that that was that was very kind no it's true i you know what i remember so so let's go back to when you and i first met you were juggling on a giant red ball at the illinois ascd conference (laughs) and and i walked by and like who's this guy and then getting to know you over the past few years and getting to see you speak at that conference when it was, you know, still in person, I learned that you are so much more than a, a juggler than a guy standing on a ball. So before we get into the, the, the topic, um, tell everybody uh, about you, who you are, and then really about this, this new, I don't know if it's really a new path you are in life, but a, a during COVID post COVID path you're on. Cause it's a pretty amazing one. <laughs> Well, thanks, man. Yeah, so uh, Jeff Kostek, the Mindset Catalyst with Core Authenticity. Uh, I am a coach. I work with individuals. I also work with corporations and organizations that want to level up their productivity and communication culture. Everything I do is mindset-based and all-around values, values-based growth and development. That's That's me. I come out of an entertainment background, so I've got more than more than 20 plus years of walking on a ball and <laughs> juggling and acting and still walking and throwing fire around. So it's been, it's been fun. It's the entertainment career allowed me to meet a wide variety of, of humanity. And I saw that everybody was struggling with this, with this values piece, just like me. And so mm-hmm. uh, I want to be able to help. So that's why I coach. That's why I wrote my book. And I launched my own podcast, the Breakthrough Moments Podcast. So there you go. Yeah. So there's another excited. one for you guys to listen to while you're, while you're on your way home from school. You can listen to the Breakthrough Moment Podcast. <laughs> but Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also like 12, 12, 15 minutes long. So there you sure. go. Well, it's funny too, because <laughs> I, kn- I knew you first as an entertainer and and before I got to see you speak, I, th- I may have been, gosh, I don't know how many years ago now when I popped into one of your sessions when you were at, you were talking at ASCD. And I, I didn't even know that you were a speaker at the time. I thought you were there as as entertainment and to it's chat with teachers in the, the big, ex- the guy on the big red ball. <laughs> and I remember standing in the back of that room and I, I was in there to film and doing some stuff for, for, for Ryan to put together, you know, promos for this conference. And mm-hmm. I remember just setting my camera down and just just listening because you you have a way of reaching their teachers, but obviously people in general um, and getting them to see, like you said, value in themselves. And I think that's a gift that you have that a lot of people need, especially especially right now. So we could talk for hours about all of your expertise and your ideas, which means we're no, going to have to, no, bring no, you no, we couldn't, I would not allow that. That's, that's ridiculous. We're going to have to bring you on a, another episode, but you mentioned some things to me before we started talking. And one of your ideas stuck out to me mainly because of personal stuff that I'm experienced this year with, you know, family members and friends who are, are struggling to see some positives in education and in their lives. And I thought this topic yeah. you have to talk about would be perfect for teachers to hear today, especially heading into a new week of school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we we live in a culture that's very, um, uh, what, what do you call it? 
I'm not going to say it. Everybody's saying it. I'm not going to be cliche. Let, let's 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 scrap that. Let's go down a different direction. Um, oftentimes, people can look at something and say, "Oh, well, this is this is right or this is wrong. This is good or this is bad." And it's just these these polar opposites. It's it's all in or or nothing. It's perfect or it's an epic fail. And a lot of times, we can tie our own personal worth and and value to these external things. And so, if they're not perfect then we we miss all the good things and we just focus on on the bad stuff and just throw the whole the whole thing out baby with bath well, baby with the bathwater everything mm. everything's thrown away guilty so, yeah guilty for sure <laughs> yeah well me too like i i can talk about this because because <laughs> I've, I've done it i am a recovering perfectionist <laughs> i like that <laughs> right and so in my coaching, we often talk about the difference between the power model and the growth model. And the power model is, you know, it's right or wrong, it's perfect or, or it's not. The problem with the power model is that perfection is impossible. Like we can't, we can't get there. So, and we we set ourselves up for failure right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like we're looking for something that we cannot achieve because there's always there's always something else that we can tweak. Uh, there's always a variable that's just outside of our our ability to control and even the variables that we can control. I mean, we're human, so we're going to make mistakes. And so using the power model is not sustainable. Um, so we have to find something else. And that's when we talk about the growth model and the growth model simply asks, is this working or not working? That's it. If, it, if it's working, great. Let's keep that and keep moving. Uh, the not working, this, this does not align with my values, not align with with my vision and mission, this does not align with who I am. So we can set it down and move forward. Um, that is possible when you use habit 20 from my book, stacking pebbles. <laughs> I love this too. You know, it's funny you say like, is it working? Is it not? And I think that's a, a big issue. A lot of people in the education world are, are facing this year, like, because we're just trying to go, 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 get things done. Because yeah. there's not a lot of wiggle room this year. Like you're being told you have to do this, you have to do this, but you can't do it this way anymore, right? With with all the right. restrictions in place, um, especially for virtual and hybrid teachers out there who are facing a new battle every single day with something they've never had to do before. So Absolutely. it's hard to know when it's working and when it's not sometimes. <laughs> and then you think it's working and somebody else says, no. Yeah, you just... No, it's- you just got autopilot on trying to get to the end of the year, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember with my kids in, what was it in spring of 2020, when they came back from spring break, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was more uh, crisis education versus, you know, virtual education or whatever. And so going from that to this next phase of, you know, the 2020, 2021 school year where, where we've had a little more time to plan and put things together, but still, like you said, there are some things that used to work great, but we can't do those anymore. And so it can be really easy to sit here and go, well, you know, that's how we used to do stuff. That's, that's what I was really good. That's what I really liked. And then we just camp out there and our mindset shifts to scarcity and it becomes really fixed and rigid. Mm-hmm. And then we, we look at everything that's not working and then that can be overwhelming. The problem with that is the more we focus on all of those things, it, it, it affects our heart. It affects our energy. It affects how we show up. And guess who picks up on that, Adam? Every single person around you. <laughs> right. And, uh, and those kids, they, they, they feel the brunt of it. So yeah. if we can stack pebbles, 
uh, it it changes the game. And by stacking, yeah, so ex- I was gonna say explain that because I've read the book and maybe some listeners out there have too. Um, and this is one of those habits that I I'll admit I need to do a better job of every single day of my life. But I, I love this idea. So yeah, share share your stacking pebbles knowledge here. Stacking the pebbles. Stacking the pebbles. <laughs> It sounds so ridiculous, which is why I wrote it in the book. (laughs) The idea behind that is when we do something good or when we experience something, we often um, quickly dismiss it, right? We we look for a way to to minimize that and then we move on. Or if we don't minimize it, we'll say, yeah, that was good, but look at all of the bad stuff. And then time goes by and we and we look back over the last month or last two months and all we see all we remember is all the negative the idea behind stacking pebbles is doing something as a visual reminder so that we don't forget the small wins the 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 incremental steps that we are taking forward because if we can remember those then we can start building momentum and it, and it changes our attitude, it changes how we show up, and it changes the, the people around us. It's so simple, but it is so difficult to do mm-hmm. because in our culture, we are wired to fixate on the stuff that's not working. Right. Which is why we have to do, um, you know, you don't have to make a visual representation for the stuff that's not working <laughs> because <laughs> we just, we remember that. The, the stuff that is working, for some reason, we just don't, want to hold on to that naturally. So if we can if we can put a sticker on the wall or if we can put a marble in a jar, if you can put that in front of your classroom so everybody can see, hey, we are taking steps forward. Yeah, life is difficult. School is not what we wanted it to be this year. But look, we are still showing up and we can do the hard things. And even in the middle of all of the stuff, there is beauty and we can mark that this way. We can mark that that way. We can put something up on the board. We can add another picture or we can play a song or, but I mean, if you can stack that pebble so that everybody can see it and you can see it, uh, that can be incredibly valuable and pay off huge dividends. That's amazing. Yeah. I I can think as you're speaking, I'm thinking of this student and this student, this student, like (laughs) times where I felt like I failed for lack of better words, right? Like where I just, I didn't, didn't do my best. And then I look back and I'm like, man, but we had this moment. And we had this moment and we had this moment. Now I see him around town, you know, he's a senior in high school and, and we have this conversation and yeah, the visual representation that would, would, would be beneficial, no doubt. Yeah. Well, if it's, if it's not in front of me, I'm going to forget. <laughs> like, well, and I think too, like I think we're constantly reminded or maybe not reminded of the, the, the failures or negatives, but I'm, I'm thinking about like end of the year, or maybe after you've had your teacher evaluation, like those evaluations, while there may be one question about what, what went really well, like most of it is let's focus on, and I know it's to, to help yourself improve, but I think that's another way that we're constantly reminded of what, what didn't work. What could you have done better? What, you know, what problems did you see with, with that? And yeah, it's just, that's part of the growth mindset part, I guess, maybe because we have to improve ourselves, but you're right. We are constantly reminded of, failure after failure after failure. Right. You throw in, you throw in the pandemic, you throw in some (laughs) political tension, you throw in some family dynamics, and there's just not a whole lot of energy left to hold on to the good stuff. And then you're just focused with here, this didn't work and this didn't work and you need to improve here and you need to improve here. And all of a sudden that's all you see. And that can be uh, incredibly uh, debilitating. Mm-hmm. Right. And and really burn people out. And so if we have that 
that visual. I know some people put up um, a gratitude board or they'll, they'll get together with like five other people and, and every day they'll text each other. Here's, here's five things that I'm grateful for. That's awesome. And so that's, that's one way of of stacking pebbles Uh, and not only stacking pebbles for yourself, but it's accountability uh, for the people around you and then for them to hold you accountable. And then not only that, but you're getting the benefit of seeing the, the pebbles that other people are stacking as well. So that's, that's super easy. Maybe, maybe it's just three things. Like don't, you don't have to make it some big <laughs> monster list. Right. The, the idea is just to start stacking pebble. It could be one pebble at a time. Um, and then doing that in particular for your classroom, just even in the, in the last few weeks that we have together and then looking at next year, if, if the students can see that, then it's something that they're a part of and they can get excited about. Um, I love it. And, and well, at I was the gonna, same time, I struggle too. No, I was going to say what an awesome mindset to take to your classroom as we, you know, some of you were in your last couple of weeks of school, but I think it was students. It'd be so fun to focus on the positives and wins beyond just behaviors. Right. Cause I feel like that's what happens most in classrooms. Like yeah. you had a great day because you follow directions. Like if we could focus on, what they did or, you know, the conversations they carried on with a, a, a friend or the way they were kind to someone and stack pebbles in that sense, that that'd be an awesome, powerful move to do in your classrooms. I am so glad you said that the, the specificity specifics, that's, that's, I, I cannot stress the importance of that mm-hmm. enough to um, I'm totally going to sneeze <laughs> and, and the sneeze left, but <laughs> But, you know, if you can tell the students and, and, and be specific with yourself too, like, look, this, this right here, this was awesome. And that's why we're getting the marble. That's mm-hmm. why we're getting the sticker. That's why it's going on my, on my gratitude list. Uh, that allows people to know exactly what's going on. The students to know exactly what's going on. So they can, they can build on that and do more of that. The, the, the generalities when we sit there and say, oh, well, um, y'all uh, behaved really well today. Here's a marble. Right. The kids are like, well, what, what does that mean? What did we do? Yeah. Right. So I, I love the fact that you said, hey, the way you talk to so-and-so or the way that you open the door or, you know, the way that you picked up the pencil for your neighbor when it fell off their desk and you, and you handed it to them. It wasn't even your pencil. They didn't right. even ask you. You just did that. That's outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that so many kids do just because, but to get other kids to understand just to do it, just like kids don't understand what just because means sometimes, right? Like you do it just because you're a human being. So I think, but I love the idea of the visual representation for sure. That's something I I could put into effect in my own life, no doubt, (laughs) but I know a lot of people listening could as well. Um, I I don't know. It's, It's just one of those things that it can be a lot easier, I think, than some people make it seem. And when you were explaining this beforehand, I was like, Oh, this is going to be a really awesome in-depth idea, but you said it best yourself. It really is easy. Like you just, just do it. Right. I'm not trying to knock your idea cause it's amazing, but, no. but no, I'm, I'm laughing because you said it's easy. You just do it. And I'm laughing because it's not <laughs> when when you stop to actually stack a pebble, if you act, if you try to make a visual representation so that you remember, oh yeah, this 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 dot means this, or some kind of symbolic representation, so that not only are you are you remembering that that something good happened, but you remember the specific thing, right? 
when you stop to do that, you will find every possible excuse not to do it. And I don't have an explanation for that. All I know is that when you start to try stack and stack pebbles, you will face internal opposition and you will look for every other possible thing to do. And so it is, it is not easy. But if you can hold on and actually do that, the rewards are uh, off the charts. Well, and this is why I have Jeff Kozatek in my life, because he reminds me that it's not easy. <laughs> I'm glad you called me out on that. That was good. <laughs> well, it's it's simple. It's really simple. You it's just simple you thought. Just stack the, just stack right. the pebble, Jeff. Just, just put the pebble there. Like, you know, people do this all the time. They go to the lake and they stack rocks. So they go over here and they stack rocks. Like, it's... It's it's a super simple concept, but but uh, in theory, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but in, in, in reality, action. we got to be very intentional about it. Right. You know, there's a there's a saying, and actually, I almost got this tattooed on my arm when when I first left the classroom and was trying to figure out what was next with my my life, and the the saying of action over intention, and and I think this is a perfect example of that. Like we can have the best intentions to to do this kind of stuff. But if we don't yeah. put it into action, then is it really, is it really benefiting us? You know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting you brought that up because I've spent a lot of time lately thinking about preparing. Right. <laughs> I mean, how many, how much time do we spend preparing? And then we prepare to prepare. And then mm-hmm. like, are we prepared, preparing to prepare, sir? Like, we're just, <laughs> and, and we never actually get out of the gate and actually execute to take the action piece. Uh, I think. Yeah. For some reason, man, that that barrier between preparation uh, and intent, and then actually taking the action—why is that so difficult? It's tough. It's tough, and 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 even harder to try to get someone else to think that way, right? Like if we're talking about teachers and students, and yeah, that's a tough thing to pass on for sure. This is why my entire coaching is built around helping people identify what their compass is, uh, adjusting their mindset, and surrounding themselves with a, with a team. Because what we're talking about, you need the accountability of people around you. You mm-hmm. need a mindset that is motivating and it's not not hindering. And you need to know who you are, what your values are, what you're about, and the fact that that you have value as a human being beyond your roles, your responsibilities, and, and your circumstances. So, well, let's talk more about your coaching before we close this out. How can people find out more about you, get the book, see what you're up to. We already mentioned the podcast, but if people are wanting more, I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back on for another episode. Cause we got to have you back to talk about more of these steps. But uh-huh. until then, how do people find Jeff? You can find me at coreauthenticity.com. Uh, you go to the website, you can find out about my coaching, my speaking, you can get access to the podcast. You can buy my book blueprint for value 52 habits to discover and strengthen your personal worth. You can also learn about my one-for-one giveback program where I, when an organization hires me as a keynote or a purchase a coaching package, they can literally give away, that's right, give away a free presentation to elementary through college-age kids in their area, tying communities and corporations together. I'm also on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. And it's, <laughs> you see, you, you give the face I get when people say, Hey, what's your LinkedIn? I'm like, uh, just type in my name. I, I, I never remember if I do just my name or Adam right. Peterson education or teachers learn too. I've got too many different names out there, but I know. I, know. I was like, I think it's linkedin.com slash E N slash Jeff. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Well, and teachers, if you're looking for something to add to your summer reading list, definitely pick up the book. It's a it's an easy read. I read that book so fast, and I've tried to put so much into to my life. But if you're looking for something to read while you're at the beach this summer, kick up your feet. Uh, it's a great book to to find on. Can they find that on Amazon? Your website as well. Yeah, yeah, you can find it on Amazon as an ebook or in paperback, and I've got links to both from my website. The thing about the book, though, you got to understand, it is not a three hundred page deep right. dive. Like it's it's one habit per page, less than a hundred words. It is not chronological, so you can come in at any point. Mm-hmm. It's the the idea is to be that quick, um, you know, IV in the arm to get you back up and and running again. The funny thing was when I was reading it, I remember reading like the first couple of habits and I found myself dog earing the pages. And then I'm like, why, why am I doing this? There, there's, there's a different thing on each page. I should just go to that page. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to do this. I want them all. So yeah, it's, I, I appreciate you, you sending me a copy of that when you did, it's, it's an amazing read. And uh, Thank you. like you said, it's, it's quick. It's a quick read that teachers can, can read and then go back to over and over and over again. Um, I found myself. Yeah. We need books like that right now, for sure. <laughs> You know, hey, I got to yeah. ask, because I, I keep seeing you uh, drinking. I talk about coffee a lot on this show. What Are you, are you a coffee guy? <laughs> yeah. No? Yes? Yeah. <laughs> are yeah. you addicted, so, addicted I'm not, like I am? <laughs> I'm not. I am. I didn't used to be. Prior to having children, I did not drink coffee at all. I was like a hot chocolate <laughs> water guy. And now I'm definitely. And so now it's gotten so bad that I, I drink regular coffee in the morning. And then I switched to decaf. See, I should I should learn that because I drink regular all day long. Maybe that's probably part of my problem. The, the idea of drinking decaf is so weird to me. The fact that I'm actually that guy doing decaf <laughs> is bizarre. But but I have graduated into the decaf world. There so you I'm go. Not, I'm not shaking. What's your favorite is, kind of coffee? This is a uh, a French roast, I think, uh, through through Keurig. Like I don't oh, yeah. I don't really. I don't really care. Like it's just, it's just, yeah. Or like if I go to Breadco, I'll get the the hazelnut. You know, I'm I'm a hazelnut guy. But I have to say, back in 2013, uh, I visited this this new coffee shop that was that was kicking up. It never actually um, came to be. But in the process of of putting it together, they they had us down, and I was testing out some of their coffee, and it was amazing. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Normally I put milk and stuff in my coffee, but, but theirs, it was just nothing but the coffee, the straight. And it was so, so good. And then I went to Starbucks for a coffee later. And I was like, Oh, it's, <laughs> it's too sugary. And too like, it, it took me a while to come back and, and appreciate. No, you know, and I was for the longest time, I would just do the Keurig thing too. Uh, and I've always been a Dunkin' drinker. And then I remember yeah. talking to someone, there's a little coffee shop in our town called brood awakenings. And I was, I was chatting with this kid that worked there. Um, I actually think I was shooting his senior pictures and I was asking about what he does. And he's like, oh, I work at the, you know, brood awake. And I'm like, oh, I'm a Duncan guy. And he goes, yeah, Duncan coffee tastes burnt. And I, I never thought about it until I, then I was like, you know what? There is kind of that. And nothing. I mean, if, if someone from Dunkin' Donuts listen to this, you don't get me wrong. I love your coffee, but I've always been the Keurig through a Duncan Keurig again, whatever and, it may be. And, and then I, um, I ran into this little, this little shop at a farmer's market and this guy by himself had a little banner up that said Sandhill Coffee. And he he was brewing some right there. And I was like, this is really good. Can I, you know, do you sell it by the bag? And he, he's right. like, you get the last bag that I have on hand today. And that was right before Christmas. And ever since then, I've been ordering from his website because it's it's just good. And he sells it whole bean and then grind it up here at home. 
What? It's good. Sandhill Coffee. You ever check it out? Sandhillcoffee.com. They've got a bunch of different roasts. I was just going to ask, what is their website? (laughs) Yeah, Sandhill. So it's, I, I buy their, my favorite ones, they have one that's called Market Blend that's kind of like a medium roast. And then they have a one called Dark Side of the Loon that's um, an espresso blend, so it's dark. I see what but they I, did there. I, you like that? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I grind those up together, and then it's it's so good, so good. It's the Adam Peterson special. It's, I know. I need to. I keep saying I need to get him as a sponsor of this podcast because I talk about their <laughs> coffee all the time. Every single time. Yeah. So, well, anyway, oh, until next time, Jeff, always a pleasure chatting with you, my friend. And and I, I wish I could learn from you every single day. I wish we lived closer. We're not that the far apart, mutual. right? But, but right. I wish we lived closer. So if I ever make it your way, uh, I'll have to let you know I'm heading down South Illinois. But uh, that would be awesome. I'll have to take back sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity, man. I love what you're doing. love what you're all about. And I love yellow. Hey, right back at you, man. Take care. <laughs> you too. The best. Yeah.